The following interview originally aired on KPOV 88.9 on the Tuesday Point. You can listen to The Point on KPOV each weekday at 9 a.m. on 88.9 FM in Central Oregon and kpov.org. And now we're joined by Clifford Evelyn. Steve? Yeah. For our interview today, we will be speaking with Clifford Evelyn, Redmond City Councilor, former Sheriff's Commander and Veteran. We wanted to talk today about sources of hope in Redmond and perhaps beyond. In a time of housing crisis and even worse, unhoused crisis, of climate change and water worries, of gun violence and official and unofficial biases, of threats to democracy itself, where are our sources of hope and what can we do to make hope a reality? That's a big order. All right, Cliff. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Clifford. Thank you so much for joining us. Definitely. How you doing this morning? Oh, oh well, we're doing well. Good to good to be in your company, even if over the uh, ethers. I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yes. Hey, really appreciate you being willing to come on and talk to us on this particular subject on hope. Can you talk about? I guess what do you see as the role of hope in our community and and in the challenges we're facing? I think hope is very important. Hope is very important. You know, because to have hope is the one outcome that makes your life better and the people around you lives are better, you know. And right now with the pandemic just leaving us and, you know, the cost of living skyrocketing, the cost of housing skyrocketing, all we can have right now is hope. And, you know, hope is uh, something that all human beings carry within them. And it's very important, you know. It not only makes um, a, a tough present situation bearable, but it also can eventually improve the lives because envisioning a better future motivates uh, people to take steps and make things happen. So I think hope is very important, and this is a very important time for everyone to have hope. Well, and I think we have a a real direct opportunity, especially in in local elections, to actually have our hopes heard. Well, yes, it does, you know. And uh, right now, well, let me tell you my hopes, okay, because Redmond's growing and Deschutes County's growing and you know, all around us is growing, you know, and we need to make sure that we have people in place that can lead, this, lead our cities and do a good job for us and to keep the hope alive, which is an old saying from, I think, Jesse Jackson, keep hope alive, you know, and, uh, and that's what we got to do. We got to keep hope alive because um, everyone hopes for something, you know, it's just a natural human nature for a human being to want and have hope because hope help, helps us to find what we want in our future, and it's also part of a self-narrative about our lives and that we have running in our heads all the time. So it's very important to hold on to hope and uh, to keep pushing for it. Well, I have to ask you, Cliff, you know, you've faced a lot of, of difficult situations personally, and what kept you going? Actually, the answer to that is hope, and I'm going to tell you why. You know, growing up in New York City, I've been in some very, very uh, uh, serious situations growing up in my life. You know, as young young people, you just do great, crazy things, you know, but I always had hope. I can remember being in the streets of New York and walking down a dark street, you know, uh, heading to wherever I was heading my destination, and just looking around and thinking in my head, you know, you know, what am I going to do with my life? You know, where am I going to go? You know, what's this all about? But I always held on to hope. And the thing about it, even though the scenario is a little different for the kids here, these kids now that's in school, that's getting ready to graduate and go into the world, what kind of hope do they have? So it's important that we instill that hope into them and, and keep, uh, keep that fire alive in them. Because if they don't have hope, 
then they're going to give up. And usually when you give up, you start going to a depressed state and their mental illness sets in. And it's a whole different scenario. So we got to keep hope alive. Well, I also think that encouragement is a, an important factor in hope. And I'm sure that there were some people in your life that encouraged you. Yeah, there was. You know, my, my parents was, I had very good parents. My parents were Caribbean background, you know. And um, we didn't have a lot of conversations, but just the way they conducted themselves. And I can remember just the posture. They were hardworking people. You know, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and she diligently kept us clean and going to Catholic school and doing our homework. You know, my dad was a merchant seaman, and he worked really hard at that, you know. Yeah, you know, I had a good surrounding. But, you know, right now I'm very concerned about the state of the country right now and the state of Deschutes County because there's just so many things going on and it's overwhelming these kids. Even though they don't say it out loud, it's overwhelming them because it's overwhelming us and we're adults. So imagine what they're going through. I can't really, honestly. Yeah, Clifford, if you don't mind if I uh, take you back just a little bit again. You talked about, you know, back when you were a young person in New York, you had hope and you and also talked about how it was instilled by your parents and just their way of being. What were the other things that uh, gave you hope when you were younger coming up? I was very fortunate. I had very good teachers in school. I can remember, I can remember them by name, um, a lot of them. You know, Miss, Miss Dixon was one of my, my third grade teacher. She was just, just really had this statue about her that, just made me feel great about who I was as a person of color. Mr. Franklin, he was a Caribbean guy, too. And this is in Catholic school. Then, you know, I was involved in community centers and things like that. And, you know, you had mentors in there. Even though they didn't say they were mentors, they were mentoring me. I was watching what they were doing. It kept me grounded. And those are the kind of things we have to have here in order to keep this hope in these kids. You know, right now, we're trying to get an athletic center. No one wants to pay for it. And I listened to a talk last night and people were like saying, well, we don't want to pay for that stuff. You know, we don't have kids. And so if the kids hear that, they're like saying, well, no one cares about me. And the, the worst thing you could do is make young people think that no one cares about them. And that's why uh, having athletic centers and keeping them in sports and involving them in uh, even in politics. You know, we should have some young kids sitting in city council just listening to what's going on, you know. But hope is you got to give them hope. You know, you just have to. As a city councilman, how important is it to you personally that people show up at meetings? Well, it's very important to me because, first of all, it tells me that they care. Uh, that's the first thing. And I shouldn't have to be like their parent and tell them to come to city council meeting. I think they should come on their own or at least listen in. Because, um, again, you know, if you take your eyes off the prize, then you lose the prize. You know, as they're talking about. I think people are starting to get more involved now. And I think one of the things that's going to get us back where we want to be at is the fact that a lot of people now are having hope. They see a new council coming in. I think myself have uh, tried to inject energy and motivation into a lot of people, everyone that I come into contact with every day, because that's what I do. You know, I think it's important. I mean, if you don't show the initiative and the hunger and the motivation, then why would they even want to follow you? You know, so being a leader is more than just having a title. It's being able to lead people and to give them hope. Amen. There is no question about that. So in your dealings with other council members, do you think that they have that same feel? You know, I think so. I mean, I, with the, hopefully the new people that's coming on, I hope they get elected. I think they do, you know, and I think that's very important because I'm only one person, you know, and I think if the city and the, the community watches us, 
work together as a, t- as a team and get things done for them and show them that we really care about them, that would motivate everybody. Because it's passed down. It's like a passed down, like, like you know, through generations you pass down money, you pass down whatever. You know, I think you got to pass it on, and, and it's very important. But, you know, hope can also can provide uh, the key to making everyday life better for everybody. And that's what people got to realize. Yeah, I, that's I, because in visiting something hopeful uh, gives a person a moment of happiness. And it can make a present difficulties much easier to deal with. I was wondering, it's one of the things I've heard in sort of, if you can believe this, people criticize the concept of hope, which I don't agree with, of course, but on the idea that it's sort of like wishful thinking. And what I'm wondering, because to me what I see is hope as it's a matter of thought and intention combined with action. I hope something will happen in the future, and I'm working for it. I'm wondering your thoughts on that, really kind of on the nature of hope in general. Well, you know, I think having hope is important to the very act of being a human being. There was a doctor, she was a writer, and she wrote a comment one time. Uh, I think her name was Judith Rich. And she, she wrote this a saying, and I remembered it. Uh, I, I jotted it down just before I came on. It said, hope is a match in a dark tunnel, a moment of light just enough to reveal the path ahead and ultimately the way out. And, I, you know, and that's important because that's exactly what it is, you know. Think about it. If you give up hope, what do you have? You just sit there and vegetate. And that's not what human beings are all about. Human beings are about drive, drive, you know, determination. And that's what hope is, is drive, determination, the will to, to survive. You know, it's survival of the fittest, you know, and you have to keep hope alive and you have to pass it on. And, you know, we all have a purpose here on Earth. And most people don't look at it like that. And hope gives you that purpose. And they go hand in hand. So you can't have one without the other. You know, in these times, I think that one of the things that comes to mind is we're all kind of getting a lesson, and I hate to bring this up, in critical race theory. But if we don't identify what's happened in the past, it's going to be difficult to have high level of hope in the future. I think one of the uh, most frustrating uh, things to me as a person in the 70s and being through a lot in my life is the fact that in our country now, there's certain special interest groups and things like that that are trying to steal hope away from everybody and just say, follow the leader. Don't worry about it. We got this, you know. And and if you're a human being and a person with initiative and a person that with a brain, you know, that's not the way it works. You know, you have to get involved. We need to hear your, what you got to say as well. Okay, and we need to take that into consideration. And right now, they just want people to sit still and be quiet. I mean, we're taking on things like lying is like the norm now. I mean, think about that. Mm. What kind of hope does that give give anybody? We got young people listening to people tell lies day in and day out. And we're telling them, don't ever tell a lie. I mean, that doesn't even make any sense. You know, so it's very important that we keep hope alive and keep moving it and keep preaching it as well, you know. One of the, I'll just tell you one, one very specific thing that gives me hope, and you were talking about young people being involved, you know, there's, you know, Juniper from yes. Redmond Proficiency Academy, right? And she's, she's a powerful young activist, and she's yes. talked to us on KPOV a few times. 
And and she is one person who gives me hope. The work she's doing, the the attitude she maintains, because she does maintain that positive, hopeful attitude at all times, even when she's frustrated and even when she's admitting she's frustrated, right? So I'm wondering, Clifford, what are, are some of the things that are happening right now or that you know or see that give you hope for the future of Redmond or beyond? Well, some of the things that I see right now, like I said, one of the things is the fact of young people like Juniper. A young lady like that, she's a very young, uh, she's a high school student. She plays sports and things like that. But she takes the time to look at issues that's very concerning to her community, and she's getting involved, more so than most of the adults. You know, so I'm very proud of her, and that's motivate, that, that motivates people. People come to city council, that motivates people. When we're in the junction at the coffee shop every morning, the junction coffee shop, you know, just the, the table talk that goes on around. And everyone doesn't agree with me, but you know what? They get to hear my side, I get to hear their side, and then we come to a resolution and we walk away, okay. That's hope. That's how you build hope. Is you have to converse with each other and look at different points of views. Like I said, if we get this athletic center, I'm almost sure that that'll play a, a very huge role in bringing that hope alive back into our community. Yeah, you know, and we mentioned that on previous program about the idea of mixing different age groups in together and how much of an effect it has because I think one of the things that affects hope once again are good examples of people that are really engaged and there are a lot of seniors that are really engaged and there are you know I hope there's a growing number of young people that are engaged you know multi-generational facilities and communication and housing all that plays a big role in this, and it's very important. The old needs, I mean, you know, you think about, you go back in history, the elders always talk to the young people. They gave us guidance. They just gave us wisdom, you know, and they gave us hope. And we need to continue that. But somewhere along the line, somebody wants to stop that. They don't want, to, want them reading certain books. They don't want them going certain places. They don't want them listening to the government. I mean, it's just like ridiculous. So we have to step over that and keep on moving and, and uh, stay the course. I would hate to try to survive without government. <laughs> yeah. So, Clifford, one question. Our friend Carolyn Eske, uh, who's, who's here, uh, past and future point host, suggests, and, and I think it's a, great, it's a great question, some people who walk around in our society with the title of leader, as you noted, right, not necessarily a leader, but having that title, will focus on fear and try to get people to focus on fear as a way to I don't want to say motivating because that's not the right word, but as a way to manipulate people. So how can we shift folks from fear to hope? Well, first of all, I call I, what Carol said, uh, I call that the boogeyman tactic because <laughs> they want you to, you know, one thing that human beings, if you want to break a human being down, you got to instill fear in them. And what we need to do is we need positive people, you, uh, you understand, in our leadership roles in our city, first of all. And we need them talking about positive things you know we need to look at things from a logical point of view and not just be like i said following the leader or playing the boogeyman tactic you know because it doesn't work and i think the way to do that is our strength and our hope in my opinion will override those decisive and i'm uh, not decisive those are uh, deterrents that are trying to move people away from the truth and lead them into a, a dark tunnel and I think that's the way to do it. You know, just put the right leaders in place. That's very important. Yeah, if nobody's paying attention, it's much easier to kind of take advantage of people. And and I hate to say it, but that's probably has happened more in uh, local government 
around the nation than most people realize. I think not trying to be like braggadocious or anything like that, but I think one of the things that sets me apart from everyone else is the fact that, first of all, I don't fear anyone, okay? I have hope, all right? And I don't align with any special interest groups or anything like that. I'm here to serve the people as a public servant, and that's what I do. All right. Thank you. We're speaking with Clifford Evelyn here on The Point, KPOV, the Tuesday Point, KPOV 89 FM. Clifford, how important do you think having an accurate knowledge of the facts, even on the local level, affects people's amount of hope? Well, you know, having an accurate knowledge of the facts always is going to make that should give people hope just like, you know, just because, you know, you know, hope involves uh, planning and motivation and determination, you know, and. And I'm going to go back to the, the city council that I'm excited about. And I hope people get on that uh, are going to do the right thing. I just see us moving Redmond into a, uh, the 21st century, full steam ahead, you know, and having hope is going to be one of the primary um, uh, things that we're going to have to have with us, you know. And I know the people that I talk to that's r- running for city council, uh, they all have hope. We all have hope for the future. But again, you know, we got to carry our kids through this because, you know, most of us are older and we're like, you know, whatever. But the fact of the matter, the, the kids are our future and we have to give them the hope. OK, because they're, they're coming up and we just have to we have to push that. I have to say that. Yeah. Uh, thank you. One of the things we, you talked about ways to shift people from fear to hope. There are a lot of people who we all in some ways, so many people live in their own bubbles, whether that's media, social media, political and only really receive messages of fear. In order to shift them to hope, we have to reach them. Do you have thoughts on how we can reach people in ways that get them out of those bubbles? Well, yeah, I do. Uh, so a good example is in Ben, they have a group called the Fathers Group, which is Marcus Legrand and Kenny Williams and them, you know. And one of the things that I really, really appreciate, and I'm part of that group, actually. I've just been so taught with city council. But getting back to the group, that group is a very good group because what they do is they show films in different situations. They have group discussions. Matter of fact, they just called me yesterday to ask me to sit on a panel, and I haven't gotten back in touch with them yet because I was so busy. And these open panels where people come in and sit down and the public sits around and ask us questions. I mean, there was a young lady, give you a quick example. There was a young lady at one of the last ones. She was only in her, like, mid-20s, and she didn't understand why the police officers in Los Angeles in the watch area treated the people so bad. She knew none of the history because they kept that from her. And, I mean, that was all over the news back in the days, you know, mm-hmm. in the 80s and, you know, when I was living there. And she knew nothing about that. And she just couldn't understand the connection. And that's why information and, you know, and, and knowledge is power. So the way to do this is we've got to have more community events where we have things like this and we can talk in a safe setting and discuss. And that's what it's all about. Not argue, discuss. Clifford, we're going to have to leave it there. These things always go by way too fast, especially when we're talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're most welcome. Thank you for having me. And uh, everybody keep listening to KPOV because it's a community radio station. Listen to it. Y'all have a good day. All right. Thanks, Clifford. Amen. Godspeed. All right. Next up is the KPOV Daily Report. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, please visit kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.